Thursday night this week, the 17th at 7 p.m., the DU Football Show and a lot of our regular contributors uh, to the show, Ray, Allen, oh, not Allen. Well, one Allen, Brody, will be there. Everybody's hanging out, uh, Geckle, the whole nine. We're uh, going to one of our other regular contributors to the Facebook page, Stephen Walsh's Trivia Night. He uh, started during the pandemic an online trivia business, and he's been doing actually really fucking well. Uh, He is Irish, and Guinness has reached out, and they've done a trivia series with him at the brewery, and he is doing a World Cup Trivia Night and fan party at the Guinness Brewery on Thursday, the 17th of November, 7 p.m., and we're all putting in a team. We actually have so many signups so far, we're probably going to have three teams at this point, uh, which is going to be pretty fucking cool. So if you want to join us, join us at the Guinness Open Gate Brewery, which is at 5001 Washington Boulevard. That's Route 1 for anybody close to home here that knows what we're talking about in Halethorpe or Lansdowne or Elkridge, (laughs) whichever mailing address comes up, Maryland. uh, And the zip code is 21227 if you need to... uh, Put that into your map app of choice. It's going to be a blast. Dress up. Bring your chance for players. Bring your chance for your country. Sing your national anthems. Do what you got to do. It's going to be a, a super fun time, I imagine. Sam, you'll be there. I'll be there. Everybody's going to have uh, uh, just the most wonderful time reliving World Cup moments from the past and uh, getting prepared for this World Cup coming up. Hello, this is David Geckel from Baltimore, Maryland, and I'm a Leeds United fan. And we're back, bitches, and we're never fucking leaving. Not when you're listening to the DU football show. Nice. I suck. Not when you give up three goal leads, uh, three one goal leads, three fucking times. Well, you stole in there right at the end, just like Tottenham did. Fucking lost my bet (laughs) because you lost the lead three fucking times. Three fucking times. Yeah, Seriously, how it you, goes. Just, you deserve to go down. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smoke of a lord. Look straight and short. Sam Graham. Sam Graham. Fucking United! Fucking United! Gonna be experiencing the old Chicago handshake tonight. Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show. A completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I'm your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me, the salt and pepper is getting deeper, boy. You let me make fun of me getting old. You're looking old yourself, old and haggard. I'm My co-host, ha- Mr. Samuel Graham. Sammy, how are you? I don't think haggard is the way to go. Well, if somebody would have made you a sandwich, you wouldn't be haggard. <laughs> That's fairly true. <laughs> but, uh, you know, don't be jealous that I have hair. <laughs> no. It's, okay? tr- trust me, trust me. The hair was gone a long, long time ago. <laughs> I was still a uh, younger man, no, when I had yeah. hair. <laughs> Something like that. I was my 20s when I said, fuck you, I'm going bald. I mean, you've always been older than me, so. Well, you know. By the a be- lot. But the beauty, is, the beauty is, is you, you'll eventually turn 40. 
He'll eventually turn 50. Yeah, but by then you'll probably be dead. So by, by 50, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Not wrong. Not wrong. We're recording uh, at the studio. Uh, oh my God, I almost called Studio H. We're recording at the TU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a footballing friend. Don't worry, Sam. I got gotcha. you. Just like Manchester City, Sam's checked out already for the World Cup. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> and should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Sam, while our producer looks disappointingly at me for fucking up the intro... And fucking up the call to action. Please tell everybody where they can get in touch. Uh, easily. Uh, I'll bring it home for us. It's at DU Football Show on all the social medias and DU Football Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. I also got the DU Drip Shack, of course. You can come across all of your footballing sportswear that you need, um, as well as our Patreon, which I'm sure we'll come on to at some point. Um, and yeah. <sighs> You've already came on to it, so just go ahead and Patreon.com backslash DU Football Show to get all our extra content. Like a good little whore that you are. That's it. Well done. Let's put my leg out there like I'm hailing a taxi in New York City. Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, without have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show, Mr. Graham, what are we drinking today? This is Nelson Nelson's Greenbrier Tennessee Whiskey. Uh, handmade sour mash, 91 proof, which is an odd choice instead of the kind of... Nice, even 90. Well, maybe they like 91. Okay. Uh, when our great-great-grandfather, oh, great-great-great-grandfather, excuse me, Charles Nelson announced Nelson's Greenbrier Tennessee Whiskey to the public in 1860, he could have never imagined how popular his creation would become or that his process would set the standard by which all future Tennessee whiskeys were judged. With our revival of Nelson's Greenbrier Tennessee Whiskey, we've painstakingly recreated the family recipe, the finest ingredients filtered through a mellowing bed of sugar maple charcoal, and aged a minimum of two years in new charred oak barrels. We believe... It's time the 21st century got to know the original Tennessee whiskey, and we hope you'll agree it was worth the wait. Welcome back. I think it's delicious. Yeah. I think it's, well, my honest opinion, is 10 times better than Jack Daniels. It's not as charcoal mellow, yeah. like kind of sticky sweet than Jack. But yeah, it's very fucking drinkable and um, also got decent body for yeah. being two years old. Like, Normally, yeah, these whiskeys are very woody at this age. and It's got a good mouthfeel. It's, it's a good glass of whiskey. Really enjoyed. How much is Runya? I'm, I'm not really even sure. Um, the only time I've ever experienced this brand was a single um, a single barrel, one of our stores yeah, the, uh, that we call on. Yeah. Right, and then they are, they're also known for uh, Bell Mead as well. But uh, pricing, I think this one ran me uh, like 35 Yeah, not so 30, 30 to 35 so not bad at all, especially... In the quote craft world, that's a that's an oh, yeah. exceptional. It's price. a great little everyday drinker. Yeah, I I very much like it over the cube. It's uh it's nice and easy to drink, and yeah, pretty fucking good over the cube. Over a big cube. Well, you just come back from from Chicago. You think you're a big jet setting <laughs> fucking cool guy over there? You why why? Oh why, yeah, when you put I it am. over the cube, <laughs> you, know, you don't even know. Yeah, you know, it's how we roll. You know, <laughs> just remember to drink responsibly, please. Uh, I did have um. Uh, three Chicago dogs and um, two Italian beefs. And the Italian beef place I went to was Johnny's, which is kind of like the locals, not, you know, doing the normal. Um, why am I forgetting the uh, name of it? It starts with a P. We have it all the time when we're in Chicago, Mel. Pastrami? No. 
Pascal's, Pasquami. No, I don't. I'm forgetting. But it, it <clears throat> is it the name of a sandwich, the name of a meat, or the name of a the name place? of the store, name of the place. Oh, well, and it starts with a P. Uh, and we get it whenever we. It's go embarrassing visit. that we're yeah. both forgetting this. I know, I know. But anyways, the Johnny's. Um, I had Johnny's, and then uh, immediately did the bit I love to do, and I did it on speaker, so my uh, fellow coworker could hear me do it. Called her on the phone and went, um, <clears throat> "No, I'm sorry, it's over." I have uh, had Johnny's Italian beef. I am staying here, and I'm going to start a life with Johnny's, and um, <laughs> our marriage is absolved. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> and uh, she goes, "That's that sounds great. Appreciate it, really." I believe it's Ray Portillo's. Portillo's. I believe it's Ray that said, uh, "Anything is better than Jack." And can you repeat what it's called? Uh, Nelson's Greenbrier. This is my my segment. Yes, it is. Nelson's Greenbrier Tennessee whiskey. Well, if you know what you're doing. You would hold the bottle back up again for everybody to see on the Why don't camera. You hold it steady then. See, there you go. <laughs> At least I had the thought to fucking do it. <sighs> All right, let's get into it. <clears throat> oh my god. Well, you have a nice show too. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there you go. Yeah. Cheers. I'm just Fucker. gonna fade away. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm forgetting all kinds of shit. I got four shows to do tonight. Give me a fucking break. Yeah. Arsenal's lead at the top has grown as they got a little help from a buzzing bees brace after being shooed away by Southgate. You like how I nailed God that damn, one, didn't how you? How many times did you rewrite that? One time, thank <laughs> you, and one take also. I'm an excellent cold reader. Brentford 2, Man City 1, Arsenal 2, Wolverhampton 0. Uh, bees stun City at home. I mean, it was a, a great performance. It was full of invention and resiliency uh, from Brentford. They barely had over a quarter of the ball, mm -hmm. just in general. Um, but they outshot City on target, and they... Defended well enough that 29 of City's shots, only six of them found their way on target. There was no way through. No. There was no they way got, through. They were getting blocks in. They were getting interceptions. They were forcing City into un uncomfortable positions where they just blazed over. Mm -hmm. It was it was pretty good stuff from Brentford. Um, and then you had Ivan Tony with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Which... <laughs> Is a you, bad thing to have. You, do, you don't think I'm good enough for the World Squad? Fuck you. Got you. Yeah. yeah. Um, what, what do you think of this, Garrett? It was great. Uh, the first of which was was a pretty decent finish. The second of which I love. That looping header that you just had Ederson scrambling back to, mm -hmm. to try to get, and he couldn't. Um, but I think part of it was the, the kind of killer instinct that City normally play with. Their players looked like they were wrapped in bubble wrap. Yeah. Really? I mean, they weren't. They had a ton of the ball, but they weren't exactly at their free flowing best, and they definitely had their foot off the gas. Yeah, they weren't taking it to Brentford, even with mm -mm. all the possession. It didn't feel like they were ever like, "Oh shit, we gotta, we gotta get a second goal. We gotta win this." It was just like, "Okay, we can see it out to a draw. It'll be all right, yeah. and, and we'll we'll get those points when we play Arsenal. We'll be okay." Mm -hmm. mm, the problem is now. Now you need all six points, right? Now you need all fucking six if you want to pass up Arsenal. And that's, could it happen? Sure. But that doesn't mean there's not another one of these in your fucking pocket too now. Well, exactly. But, I mean, they still have to play Liverpool a second time, which can go either way. Yep. They, I mean, playing us, we played them very well back in the spring and we're definitely better than we were. Yeah. You know? They needed a last gap winner from, um, was it Rodri that scored back in, in March or, or whatever it was, April something around mm -hmm. there. Um. And 
they've looked kind of stop-starty occasionally this season. I mean, you think about the the first game they lost, obviously, against Liverpool, mm-hmm. um, this game, and then the 3-3 draw with Newcastle. I mean, yeah. this City team ha- seems to have more vulnerabilities than ones previously. Now, they're still very fucking good, and their best defense is their offense still. Of course. But they look more vulnerable than they have in years past, yeah. and Arsenal are better than they were. So... I'm not saying we're going to beat them because we're known to fuck up at the back as well and have a spaz attack. Right. But I think it out of the if you look at the last five, six seasons, I think we're best equipped to try to deal with them now. I would agree. Than, than we have at any one point in the last five years. I would very much agree you with that. Couple that with coming back from the World Cup, and this is same true for us too. Who comes back fit, healthy, mm-hmm. not exhausted? You know, if some of that team goes too far in the tournament. They may need three weeks off. Oh, you got, um, you know, you've got a Belgian on that team, probably, uh-huh. probably going to go far. Got some Spaniards on that team, probably going to go far. You've got Portuguese players on that team, a couple English. Yep. Like you've got a team of it's. It's not like it's all smaller African nations that all these guys go. Like right. there's, they're gonna, they're gonna be deep. Brazilians, yeah, they're going. And then to you be also defense. add into that. That, you know, Holland um, being unable to do it on his own. He was the only one giving it a real go on Saturday. Yeah. And yeah. it's obvious that he can't do it by himself. He needs that service. Yeah. Yeah. So I was a little surprised not to see, say, like guys like uh, Riyad Morez or uh, Jack Grealish in there, you know, starting right. simply because they don't have. World Cup. Well, Grealish did make the squad, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yeah. So, the the I mean, funniest meme was... He ain't gonna fucking play. Just say, pull up the, the meme the, one. Meme, the funniest meme was Southgate talking to him in his England kid. He said, the only reason you're here is because Almiron's not English. <laughs> Which is quite funny. Yeah. After so, all the shit he was talking about. Yeah. So, like I said, for for there, I mean, it, it even seemed like Pep took the game off, to be honest with he you. He didn't even look mad about yeah. it. It was uh, weird. He was also very casual pep too. You notice that he was like wearing like ripped up diesel jeans and like a, uh, I'm convinced, you know how he wears shit that somehow he's got some kind of branding with. It's a hoodie, a zip up hoodie with a giant P over its heart. There ain't no doubt it has something to do with that man. Yeah. No doubt it has something to do with that man. Looking like he was going out for a fucking Sunday fun day and not a fucking, um, not an actual <laughs> That's his birthday match. outfit. Jesus. That's his birthday outfit. Fucking ridiculous. It's, it's for him. So again, all that being said, Pep. all that being said, let's, the, the, the one last thing, Thomas Frank set up an exceptional defensive effort out of that team. hundred percent. And, uh, you know, Raya had a great match in the net and, the whole defense, it, it really, and it's not even just the defensive line being there to block shots. It was couple that with a midfield who just was not going to let City through the lanes. They weren't going to do it. It just was. It was remarkable. It was an, an amazing game from uh, from Brentford. Really was. Yeah, it was a great game plan, and it was perfect from from especially my jaded perspective. Yeah. You know, of of being an Arsenal supporter, it was they they set up perfect. They approached the game with the right amount of organization and unbridled enthusiasm. Yeah. At the same time, you know, it and was then, good. And then moving on, all you needed to do was get the win. 
sure did managerless wolves. You sure did make it look tough in the first half there, well, didn't you? <laughs> nobody really tried in the first half. Yeah. Uh, they were the Arsenal moved the ball very slowly mm-hmm. and Wolves were happy to concede possession. They got every player behind the ball. And, and but they found opportunities too. They that were, was the thing. They, they were very much playing on the counter, and yeah. then there were once or twice where we kind of fucked ourselves. Yeah, uh, a bit. The and, Gabriel pass back. Yeah, a uh, couple no, of those. Saliba's pass back. It was Saliba's yeah. pass back. That Gabriel was, got the touch yeah, on yeah. to put it over. Yeah. Um. So there was that. But after halftime, Arsenal looked brand new. They were moving the ball quickly, shifting from side to side, switching the run of play, and um, and basically just. Just overpowered Wolves. And Finally, the breakthrough came through from uh, Mar- uh, Martin Odegaard. Uh, and then he found the net again uh, after a pretty say, good double save by Jose Sa. I was going to say another brace. There were a bunch of braces this weekend. Oh, yeah. But it was a, all in all, I was just say it's a great performance. Um, yeah. But, yeah, a little. And again, they're young. Saliba did make the French squad, which is a, a big deal for him, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, and he's having a fantastic season. But you know, he had that that stretch where he had like an own goal, and then and this pass was and this nightmare. pass could have been a nightmare. If yep. That ball's in the back of the net, and it's one one, and suddenly it you could guys be draw trouble. Or and lose. It, well, a couple, yeah, nerves could set in, and all that kind of stuff as well. You don't know what's going to happen at that point. So yeah, agreed. It's it's very helpful, obviously, that it didn't happen. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, they they dealt with it well, and you know. Top at Christmas by by five points. All right. Well, I'm going to ask one final question, Sam, before going to the next segment. I'm not saying it. Don't try to get me to say it. Can you do it? Can we? Anyone can do it. That's, Lester proved it. Yeah. Will we? Don't know. I'm just. I didn't say will. I'm I not said committing. Can, I'm, not, I'm not asking you to make that kind of commitment because you fuck yourself if you do. Yep. The simple question is, can you do it? Yes. Champions League is starting to take shape, and there were some huge results in the manner it did take shape. Newcastle 1, Chelsea 0, Tottenham 4, Leeds 3, New Manchester United 2, Fulham 1. Um, much like we said last week with you versus Chelsea, how you manhandled them, insert the word Newcastle manhandled Chelsea. I mean, they went toe-to-toe with Chelsea. Yeah, and the maturity that they showed was was excellent. And if if you're going to say that Arsenal's beyond expectations at the moment, where they where they're at and in their process, Newcastle are miles ahead of that yeah. of theirs. You know what I mean? They they have what Eddie Howe has done. Now they did add a few players and they spent about a hundred million, but that's no less than anybody else fucking spent. Yeah, so far, you know, when they start doing I, a Neymar esque transfer, that's when I'll complain about their budget. Right. Um, I could tell you right now, if if the season ended and you won it and Newcastle came in third, I would say you guys were the big surprise of the season for winning it. Yeah. If you came in second and City won it and Newcastle came in third, I would say Newcastle was the big yeah, surprise. I, I, I kind of get that. <laughs> like, because you finishing in second, you're like, yeah, well, we expected them to be in the hunt. Like, we, ex- you know, we expected Arsenal to to be back in the Champions League right, places, Champions basically. League, yeah, yeah. improved, fighting for right. the title, being a nuisance. We expected that. So, if you finish in second, yeah, kind of expected. Right. But yeah. Newcastle I, in third fucking place already is is a, is a big time is, is a big time deal. We were thinking maybe McRib. Right. Maybe, you know, they're they're on a just have a little pattern, a so. wee jaunt to Europe next yeah. season. Yeah, so right? either just build yourself up, start being able to attract better players. Yeah, sixth, seventh, eighth is where yeah. we kind of saw them maybe. Exactly. But third maybe a run in a, a run in a domestic place. cup, maybe. 
and in back-to-back weeks, beating fucking people who are fucking... Uh, oh, yeah, right around them. Right around them, competing them. I mean, fucking hats off to them. And they almost beat fucking um, uh, Liverpool. As I well. think I that's mean, their fifth winner to row. Yeah. They're on fire. They're on absolute fire Seriously. right now. And it's it's funny because this wasn't the team you thought would do it. This wasn't the manager you thought would do it. Yeah, Mel's offering you coffee. I'm good, thank you. <laughs> now, don't... don't the coffee's got a little amaretto in it. Oh, too. nice. There you go. You, Actually, you, maybe I'll try it. You think she can do this <laughs> shit sober? <laughs> <laughs> or better yet, sorry. You think she can do this? You think she wants, wants to, to do, do it this sober? Shit that's sober. the key. Yeah. That's the key. That's the key. <laughs> Once is the key word. Um, but Newcastle counterattacked brilliantly. Mm-hmm. They they put Chelsea in uncomfortable positions. The ball was about even, but the chances were all Newcastle's. Really, mm-hmm. Nick Hope, I think, had to make two really good saves. Everything else was pretty routine. Um, but I'm after how it started, the first six games, no loss, advancing in their Champions League group, everything else, you thought, okay, Graham Potter's making this transition pretty easy. Right. I think what the spell they're in now is what we expected to happen right at the beginning right. of Potter's reign, right. stepping up from Brighton and, <clears throat> and all that kind of stuff. But the, this is now a win, uh, a winless in their last four. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he's kind of testing how long his leash is from the Bowleys. I mean, we spoke you know, last time about the only thing we really have to compare it to is a Los Angeles, uh, Los Angeles Dodgers manager. Who they let who they, David Roberts, he still manages today. Exactly. They, they gave him a long leash and let him have his growing pains. I wonder if they're going to do the same here. I, I just That's the only thing we have to go on, so you'd like to think yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Todd Bowley doesn't seem like a guy that wants egg on his face, so I think he's going to stick with Potter as long as he can. But they need to get a coherent transfer strategy, it, and in January they need to buy some of Grand Potter's players that he wants because he inherited a, a, a misfiring squad that they all act like spoiled brats. Do you think? And that all came out. Maybe? That frustration mm-hmm. came out after the game. Why didn't you roll over for us? Yeah, we're Chelsea. You know, when and when Kai Havertz squared up to essentially all of Jordy Nation <laughs> at once. Um, and speaking of that, that the 13th man that, that is, I mean, everybody talks about Anfield and, and how loud it is mm-hmm. and how, you know, that when you, you'll never walk alone and everything else. Goodison at the end of the year. Exactly. How it was ha- with Spirit of the Blues. And then, I mean, West Ham and Blowing Bubbles, but that's mm-hmm. a song about disappointment. So... <laughs> Kind of just fits. Currently, yes. (laughs) But they, um, St. James Park is is fucking raucous at the moment. And vicious, too. When they got on Chelsea's back, I mean, and it was from maybe the 15th minute or so for, you know, when when Newcastle really started turning the screw to the end of the fucking game. Mm -hmm. And they were just giving it nonstop, cheering every pass, cheering every touch, clapping every, you know, half chance they had. And Chelsea felt the pressure, and they started to snap a bit. Yeah. Now, you mentioned this one with um, with Nick Pope, and I kind of wanted to double back to it because I have a thought on it. You often say that, you know, there's keepers who play on lower-level, lower-competition teams, like Pope played for Burnley, and had to constantly make saves. And at some point, the dam breaks, and they're a great keeper, but how good are they when they're just asked to make two? Right. You know, very, you know where your team is very good, but you're asked to make a world-class save while not seeing anything the whole time. Right. Pope's starting to become that keeper. Yep. He's on. He's not making mistakes. And he made a couple of worldies, and that was the only chances that 
honestly Chelsea had. That was it. Yep. And he 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 made the saves that he needed to make, which made it very comfortable for his team to just go dominate the match. Exactly. They didn't have to get a second or a third. They just he he made the saves he needed to fucking make. You could say, you know, we, we always use the example of Ben Foster because he's always played on kind of middling clubs, mm-hmm. um, where like Allison or Ederson are in goal, and they may only see two goals or two shots a game, rather. Right. Where Ben Foster sees thirteen. Right. It's almost easier. To be Ben Foster because you're you're, just, co- you're constantly you're switched on, right? You're, oh, you're yeah. you can't let yourself drop. I don't when, dis- as, as when a former keeper. I don't disagree with that. When you're seeing a lot of shots, you're honed in, right? When you're Ederson or Alice, Allison, you're you know like little league, you know, collecting rocks in your underwear, <clears throat> picking dandelions for most of the game, and then asked to come up with something fucking amazing. And those guys are able to do it because we never really got the chance to see Ben Foster do that. You know what I mean? We yeah. th- and and that's why I think he never really established himself as English uh, English number one, just it, personally in his career. Right. But it just shows the the mental side of goalkeeping is so much more important than the actual goalkeeping itself, for the most part. Because if if you're on a good team. You could go 70 minutes without even a pass back from your defense. Yeah, exactly. The only kickoff, the only kicks you're taking are goal kicks. That's it. And you're not getting touches. And it's like. Sometimes you're not even taking goal kicks. Sometimes it's, you know, just nothing. Right. Just back there watching the gameplay. Exactly. So it's it's a testament to those guys that can do that. And you're absolutely right. Nick Pope is, looks like he's settling in to be that guy. Yeah, he's. he's, he's I just wish his keeper. distribution was better. And that's what's going to keep him out of the England uh, uh, well, lineup. Right. That's the actual why, lineup. That's why he's number two or number three. Number three, because yeah. Ramsdale's distribution is almost as good as Pickford's. Yeah. And Pickford's distribution is why he's number it, one. It's why he's number one. Exactly. Absolutely why he's number one. Right. That and, and other than, obviously, we'll get to this week where he definitely made a major gaffe. He's been pretty fucking rock steady as well and yep. has done a decent job of since the end of last year and certainly the start of this year. A proven why he's number one. I heard a like, couple guys, a couple guys say like, "Yep, good, good. I'm glad he did that. Get it out of your system. Just get it it's out a- of your system. That's- <laughs> Don't do that at the World Cup. Get it out now. How very English of them. <laughs> Leeds blow the lead three times. Yep. As the roller coaster that is Jesse Marsh's leads fucking continues. And now he's uh, painting himself a lot like and and uh. American Antonio Conte. Mm-hmm. Just, he's very intense, man. But he likes the limelight a bit more than Conte does. Mm-hmm. But he's dramatic as fuck. <laughs> Have you noticed that? Oh, yeah. Uh, I believe the quote was in the post-match, this result makes me want to... Makes me want to... Um, feels like my heart got ripped out of my chest. Right. It's like, okay. It's one game. Yeah. It's Against game. somebody that's better than you. One game in the Prem. This should mean so nothing. I, but great start for Leeds. Uh, Crescencio Somerville starting again, uh, scoring again. It's four and four uh, for him, which is awesome. Somehow Tottenham equalized. Um, I think it should have been a foul on Meslier, though. What do you think? I tend to agree, yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, Kane did have a good finish. I mean, he had to sort his feet out well. The touch had to be perfect, and it was a good finish. Mm-hmm. But I definitely think Meslier uh, got taken out of the play and, and, and obstructed from... Getting to the ball. Uh, 
Ben Davies equalized again. Oh, sorry, Rodrigo scored then, but then Ben Davies equalized again for Spurs. A vicious fucking strike. Not sure how Meslier didn't hold on to it though. Yeah, I mean it hit him in the hand. He's prone. He's prone to unless it hit. Unless it took a deflection all the way through, yeah. I didn't really notice that though. No, I didn't notice it either. Um, he's prone to making mistakes though. That's the. That's a. He's a very talented. That's why he's not in the French yeah, squad. Yeah, he's a very talented young keeper that is prone to making some big. Games. You know who's in the French squad ahead of him? Who? Ariola, the backup at West Ham. Oh, at West Ham. That's right. And, yeah. Uh, Alphonse Ariola. And he, uh, Meslier is not even in the squad. I, and I think that's kind of hard done. I also do wonder how much longer uh, uh, Fabianski has at West Ham with, with Ariola right behind him. The, the way that they're kind of conceding goals, even though it's not necessarily on him because he's playing pretty well. He's wild. the only reason they're staying in games, in my opinion. And but, Smokey's rant the other day is bullshit. Okay, but I could see. I could Kavianski's see. a good goalkeeper. I, I do not disagree, and trust me, my fantasy team, considering I don't have a fucking backup, I would very much like him to stay in the net, or then I'll have to be making a trade for a shitty keeper and give up something good for it. But um, anywho, the uh, that he did miss out on the Poland squad, though. He did. Now. Yep. But old Walt made it. Oh, oh Walt. Old oh, steady Eddie. Gonna be smoking a cigarette <laughs> back between the pipes. Gonna be fucking brilliant. Packing it back in there. That's get, for next week's show. That's for That's next week's show. Um, Spurs are getting healthy. They're, they're getting healthy. They're still within striking distance of uh, of a uh, third place and in, in, in a pretty comfortable scenario. They've within, got time to fuck it up. Don't yeah, worry about it. Yeah, they do. But it's... <laughs> we uh, Let's face it. Over the past couple of weeks, we were like, okay, no Kolashevsky. Now no Richarlison. Oh shit! Now no son. Like what the fuck? Like this? There's a very formidable front three where you had interchangeable parts, and you were like, "Shit, they're down that, to one right. guy." Like, yeah. What the fuck are they so going to do? Kulisevsky's come back, and he's actually looked good. And this game was the one where he was able to really stretch his legs. He did get an assist in this game. Uh, Benton Court uh, finished out the the revival of Tottenham in this game, and yep. he's added goals all of a sudden. I Which, know. Like, where the <laughs> fuck they come from? Excuse me. He's just been a very technically gifted, steady midfielder, kind of like Tiago mm-hmm. uh, is for Liverpool. Just very technically gifted, Very plays pretty simply, doesn't try anything too audacious, but you know you're going to keep possession, and, and occasionally he'll make somebody look stupid. Right. Um, good foot skill, good touch, just excellent, steady central midfielder which honestly all it, of a sudden it's what you kind of need at times out of your midfield for sure you need a couple of guys you need you need a hard as nails defensive guy you need a steady eddie and then you need one fancy guy. a flash guy yeah right but he's added in the last what four or five games he scored three mm-hmm. i mean he's he's been coming on and, and all three of those have been winners yeah it's interesting because they've had hoiberg had a little run of goals uh-huh. and now he's had a little run of goals They're sharing them just, around since the front three's been so disjointed yeah they you know and harry king can't do it all himself yeah, they, they came through this, and, and you know what? Fine. You know, good game. It's fun to watch for the neutral. Um, they'll do well to get Christian Romero back from injury. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully, he's, he was included in Argentina squad, so it obviously looks good. Yeah. They think he's going to be fit for the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Is Kenny stay fit? Is he forcing himself back early? Is Just you know all that kind of stuff? Exactly. It's yeah. Lionel you know, Messi's last World Cup as well. Yeah. So to be in that Argentina squad, to see him off for international retirement would be a great honor for a lot of those players, I would imagine. Yeah. And you hope that he's not forcing himself back early to go and then ruining the rest of the season with Tottenham. Agreed. You know, because that, that is a potential, some of these players, you know? Yep. Agreed. So they just don't want to miss out on it. Um, can I say the following? Manchester United and Fulham. 
was a boring fucking match. Yes, it was. <laughs> oh, my God. It was a yes, it boring was. fucking match. Yes, Mel? Well, then why is it in this segment and Villa's at the end? Never mind. I'll talk about it then. You know, you know why it's in this segment? Because Manchester United is flirting with Champions League spots. And Villa fucking isn't! You just could have stopped at Villa fucking. Did, yeah, I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, trust me, I don't want to put a boring-ass game in this segment. But somehow, yet again, despite all the distractions that we'll get to, fucking United finds a way to get a game, to get a win on a game that, frankly, they didn't deserve Fulham was the better side. They were, and they stood toe-to-toe with United for most of it. I think had Mitro been involved, this game was a Fulham win. I don't disagree with that. Because they had chances. Because that's someone who would have put a couple away, and this would have been, you know, three to one. Exactly right. And United would have been chasing the game. Exactly right. 100%. Um, What I didn't realize is that's Christian Eriksen's first goal for the club. Mm Mm-hmm. I figured he would have scored at some point. Now, uh, it just hasn't. Here, if we're going to say something positive about Manchester United, it was definitely the Bruno Fernandez, Christian Eriksen show. The two of them ran played, it. Yeah, they played sure. stellar, and they they have that ability to just control a game. The problem was it wasn't anything controlling that was like progressive. Good. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> like they just held the ball the whole fucking game. It was almost like they just lulled. Fulham to a nice little nap, and they went, oh, hey, here we go. We just scored. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, good goal from um, Garnacho mm-hmm. coming in. Good strength, good pace, good, you know, composure, everything. Um, I hope he, he like, they keep him and Ronaldo apart. Yeah, just don't let Keep that, that kid. kid's feet on the ground. Yeah. Don't let him get blown up by anybody. Don't let him get his head turned. Don't let him, nothing. Keep him away from Cristiano Ronaldo. Basically, make a special point to tell him that if you ever pull any of this bullshit with the way your career is starting to, yeah, shoot for the stars here, we'll fucking sell you in a heartbeat. So CR seven had a talk with your boy, <sighs> my boy. Is uh, fucking he's, guy. he's 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 about Arsenal, as, he's an Arsenal supporter. Yeah, every, but there's he's a crazy uncle. There's mm-hmm. every every supporters group has them. Uh, the Brexit lot. He's, um, he's the fucking, Alex Jones of Arsenal yeah, that's supporters. That's what I'm saying. Exactly right. I was just about to say he's Alex Jones. <laughs> Should, shouldn't CR7 know? Shit, Piers I'm, Morgan. I'm sitting down with Piers Morgan, who's a diehard Arsenal fan. He is going to do everything in his power to get me to say something stupid. Here, allow me to say something stupid. Well, yeah. It, it was just like, Piers, how do you like life under Ten Hog? And Ronaldo was like, that motherfucker. <laughs> and then just unloaded every piece of dirty laundry that he possibly had. It was just like, what are you doing? I mean, this is like when Costanza was trying to get fired from the Yankees so he could become the Met scout. Do you remember this? Yes. He's driving the World Series trophy around the dragging it behind his car in the parking lot, doing circles, honking and screaming insults about Steinbrenner out the window. He tried to streak on the field. Just, I mean, these are all the Ronaldo. It didn't take his pants off, but he walked off the field when he when he wasn't supposed just, to. That's a you know a kind of professional streaking. If you will, he laid it all bare. It's it's ridiculous. What the fuck are you doing? If I was Ten Hag, you're never playing for us again. Don't even show up to training. Fuck you. He. It'd be easy. He's one of the greatest talents to ever play the game. And he's always been opinionated. But I think he's always known his place within a club. And where, uh, you know, 
producer Mel was kind of asking me about it. And I was like, you kind of did the big no, no as a player. You don't open a locker room door. A coach is allowed to call you out and you take it and, and you can then not play for him and underperform for him. But you don't, you can say something about him once he's gone. Okay. He didn't have control of the locker room. Didn't really, really see his vision, what he was doing, but you don't do it. While you're still employed. Fucking on the team. Yeah. Yes. The, so there, the guys in chat have opinions on this. Christian yes. commented that uh, uh, Hag would have made him wear the armband, of course. <laughs> he did. Yeah, he shit. put the fucking armband on him. Right. And uh, Tim is Timmy is Timmy. watching. He says he just wants a new pool to lounge in. Yeah, it's Miami FC is waiting. Mm. Fulham is about to open up. <laughs> they have a pool. Yeah, it just, it's... I believe Rooney said something like, uh, come to America and say this shit to my face. Yeah, because he was having a go at him. Yeah, yeah. Wayne Rooney, or uh, Ronaldo had a go at Rooney as well. But hey, at least he got fined a million dollars. I mean, two weeks salary. (laughs) It's fucking ridiculous. I I That hurts. That's pocket money for him. Yeah. And and I think think what even um, seems even more ridiculous about all of this is that's a Manchester United great, right? And even like, even when Who? Ronaldo, Which one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like he's a Manchester United great. And I thought you were saying that about Rooney. I was it, like, he's their all time leading goal scorer. Right. Like show some yes. respect. Yes. <laughs> well, and Rooney wouldn't say bullshit like that. In fact, the only thing Rooney said is that he pissed off DC United by in an interview going, yeah, honestly, if Everton or Manchester United come calling, it is where I want to coach. I will go coach there. <laughs> That's different. That is, That's being honest. Like, That's just honesty. Know, which, I mean, his boyhood club that he got his start yeah. with and the club that he made And him that call might be coming of, sooner than one later. One of the greatest players in the world. I'm not disagreeing with that <laughs> one either. Um, I'd, oh I'd like it to be a couple of years from now, but the way things are going might be in a month. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ronaldo's concerned about things like Rooney not being as hot as him. Yeah, just, I'm, I'm well, amazed. Rooney had a hair transplant. The the vanity. <laughs> He's trying to up his game. The, the oh, that's va- where you got the idea. I mean, honestly, it's the vanity <laughs> of off. of Ronaldo. This like the the one of the biggest things Good we have Christ. to remember for always. That's Te- you've gotten that now three times. Right? Tegan's phone broke, uh-huh. so she's using my iPad that right? has the same Apple ID as this. Ah. And if she doesn't answer it fast enough. It then rings my phone. Ah, heard. It's, that's the fourth missed FaceTime call from her little best friend. Starting to annoy me. It <laughs> hurt. Very right, good. Next time it calls, I'll answer. No. <laughs> you can't. It's That's going creepy. In, it's going <laughs> in my pocket. <laughs> but um, it's it's the vanity from Ronaldo for me. And and just, yeah. I, I, I wanna, mean, it's just the audacity. I mean, what are you doing? You're, you're, you're a legend. You don't need to say that kind of shit. You just don't right. need to, especially about a club that helped me. That gave you your super, fucking start. That like made proper you the start. superstar you are. Yeah. Like just uh, shut the it's fuck up. It's cringe on so many levels. And there's there's ways to go out, and he's learning the way not to go out. Yes. Uh, Timmy says that Man U should hire Rooney now just to show CR7 who's in charge. <laughs> you know what they should do is give Ronaldo a raise, sign him to an, a year extension, and then hire Rooney. Oh, now my he's God. fucking stuck. Or, or they could really fuck him over. Sell him to DC United. <laughs> Rounding up the rest of the league, you know, so that happened. Liverpool three, Southampton one, Nottingham Forest one, Crystal Palace nil. 
Leicester City 2, West Ham 0. Bournemouth 3, Everton 0. Aston Villa 2, Brighton 1. Uh, Nunez with the brace. Reds in 6th place. And welcome to the EPL 1, Mr. Nathan Jones. Yeah, so Liverpool did stutter in this game a couple of times. And I thought, actually, this was one of the better performances from Southampton we've seen all season. Now, they're that Liverpool are better than them, and yes. this is going to happen. Right. You can't stop that from happening. Exactly. But I thought Bazuna was a, was great uh, in goal again, mm-hmm. made a string of very fine saves, because really honestly, did. it could have been nine. Yeah. He yeah. made a string, and I'm not even saying that to piss Kenny <laughs> no, off. I'm being Kenny, serious. Like, yeah. I'm being dead serious. It, it could have been a lot worse than it was, and Bazuna did well. Now, that being said. Hey, Kenny would have been happy with a nine to one because it wouldn't have been nine to no. Correct. That being said, it should have been 3-3 had Bazunu kept doing what he was doing, right? Everything else played out the same. Allison made two world-class saves. Mm-hmm. Sans beard. Yeah, I noticed that. What's that about? I don't know. I felt like I was watching somebody new. It feels weird. I didn't know who it was. I don't like it. And you ever seen those videos where... I mean, he's a red. I don't like anything that he does. But yeah, I wasn't a fan of it. Yeah. It, I mean, you know those videos where like, like a dad... Will, plays with their kids and then they go to the bathroom and then they come out and their whole beard's gone but mm-hmm. it was like down to their chest and that's the only way their kids ever seen them and mm-hmm. they normally cry yes <laughs> that's how i envisioned rush dealing with it <laughs> this weekend like, hr like, what the that's fuck? how i envisaged russ deal that's a hard two words to put together yeah it was envisaged russ dealing with that it was yeah. just looking at the tv going where where is he where where's, where's, where's allison where's allison <laughs> where'd he go and it also is a very funny thing to say that Allison shaved his beard off. <laughs> it's just a fun sentence. It is a fun sentence. <laughs> uh, Nunez with the brace, though. That's, you know, it's good. That's you, you need the talismatic striker that you bought to start producing, particularly the way that the season's going for you. Um, I would say the following about Liverpool Champions League is not out of the question. No, I think it's the not. title is very out of the That's question. Just far and away. Good done. But I think like the year that they had a really bad year where they snuck in and ended up being third place a couple seasons ago. Or fourth ago. or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No, it was no, they even finished in second. Everybody else fucked off and they finished in second. But they weren't very good. Like they had a shit year and they figured out a way to fucking come back and still make Champions League. So for them, honestly, make Champions League and you're fine. That's really, you know. It was a bad season. You're making some transition. You moved on from Mane. Like, there's things you, okay, you need to improve the midfield a little bit. You'll go get some better midfielders to come play for you. Or, oh, we need to probably start to bed in these younger central def- midfield, I mean, defenders and get them bedded in. So, this was a transition year. That's fine. Especially if you make Champions League, it doesn't fucking matter. Did you notice, too, the timing of some of the goals? Because whenever there's this many on at the same time, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm watching one game, and then I always check scores and who what yeah, players. Likewise. At this point, right, when, uh, when Firmino opened the scoring, it was, I think, Firmino. I'm pretty sure <laughs> Ivan Tony had put his first in. Um. And there was somebody else that had been fucked over in selections. I can't remember who it was. Somebody else that didn't get called up to their national side. But it was like everybody that got dissed were the only like four people on the score yep. sheet at that point <laughs> yep. across the league. Yeah. It was it was pretty good. I was like, oh man. And then James Madison fucked it up by scoring for Leicester. Yeah. <laughs> Celebrating his call up. Um, moving on needed win for forest 
And uh, I, ge- I guess Wilf uh, just assumed that Dean Henderson was going to save it. So he just went ahead and did him a favor and just missed. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> really, I'll just read it to you because there's nothing really to talk about about no, the game. No, nothing at all. Uh, really. I just I, this is what I wrote. How unlucky can you really be? I guess it was all used up by dodging the penalty shout. All the luck that initial that should have yeah. been a penalty, in my opinion, for Pal- uh, for Forrest that Palace was mm-hmm. the egregious party. Then uh, winning one but missing it, <laughs> to not having an injury acknowledged, which to the letter of the law didn't have to be because it wasn't a head injury. And steady, oh, we'll Eddie, get to that. And steady Eddie Guaita spilling a simple catch to the feet of Gibbs White, and that's the goal that proves the winner of the game. I can't get over the amount of shithousery God played on Palace which in my mind means one thing. Mm-hmm. Brad Parker, Crystal Palace supporter, is the devil. <laughs> if God's fucking with you that hard, <laughs> if God's fucking with you that hard, you got to be the devil, right? Bloody fucking brilliant. I love it. <laughs> Bloody fucking brilliant. And that that cheesy-ass shit I just did was more interesting than the game. Yes. Um, Irons cannot score. They cannot score right now. And uh, your boy now is third, but second on number of clean sheets at six. Yeah, but I think that's more to do with uh, Faiz. <clears throat> okay, and yeah. that was a that was a good little play on words by Brody too. Yeah. Did you see that? Yes, about in the comments he said face. he said I'll face the facts, <laughs> yeah, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was pretty good. Any, but yeah, it's I think it it's a lot to do with the defense being much more settled, um, not losing West, Wesley Fafana. Mm-hmm. I mean, essentially, you go from knowing exactly what was happening at the back to your entire plan being fucked off because Casper Schmeichel left on deadline day. Right. And, and then, on deadline day, you brought in your new replacement who had to get bedded in. Right. And uh, which, for central defense, I meant, by the which way. is all well and good. Yeah. But they, so they were all you know losing Fafana three days prior to that or whatever it was. Like it just there was a lot of business done in that last week of the transfer window that fucked Lester hard. I still don't think Danny Ward's a good goalkeeper, mm-hmm. but I think now that the defense is, is a bit more organized and they're they're limiting how many shots he sees, you're seeing the best that he can possibly produce now. Here's if, hoping when, he's a really shitty keeper next Monday. Well, when they see, exactly, when they see Chelsea, when they see Liverpool, when they see City, when they see Arsenal again, when they when they see oh, us. City, it was one nothing. You know, he didn't do yeah, better. But that. I think that was more to City fucking it off than it was. Fair enough. Fair enough. Because um, at, at Arsenal, he let in four, you know, and that's where, that's where I see the issue. If they can limit the number of chances that he has to face, then yeah, sure. I'd look good if I only had to face two shots a game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not yet. No, we still got to get to the game. If you're just taking pictures. I don't know if you want to take video of me. uh drinking but that's that's we're getting close we're getting close and this i was just taking pictures and i was about to argue why do you get to pour your own fucking shot maybe one of us want to pour it for you it's poured to the legs oh i would have poured it higher it deserves to have a poured higher the um fabianski <laughs> i just want to say is i pour myself a larger shot than we <laughs> normally take fuck you i will remember this i was just joking because it's funny Fuck you. I will remember this. <laughs> He's a man who hates himself. Yes, that's true. The um, I am an Everton supporter. <laughs> this isn't EA. Okay. Yeah. Everton Anonymous. Uh, Fabianski was required to make a ton of saves in this game, though. So, yeah. I mean, 
it could have been a lot worse. In in which is which is where I have my issue with Smokey. <clears throat> Fabianski is a good fucking goalkeeper. In a two nothing loss, Fabianski and fantasy. Scored me nine fucking points. Exactly. And it wasn't just because he, of the penalty save. He saved. saved a penalty. He saved a penalty, but he also then had six saves. Which yeah, it was gave extra two four. points, two or four points yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah, scored exactly. Scored me nine fucking points while conceding two. Exactly right. That's what I'm saying. He's a good goalkeeper. And I'm I'm pissed off he didn't make it for Poland. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and honestly, as and we're about to say this as we transition to Everton, but for West Ham... Until you get the fuck out of it, you're in the relegation battle. Mm-hmm. You're there. You you are fucking there because they did it. They got a couple of wins, and it seemed like the the ship was turned the right way. And then they've just been fucking it off lately, which leads me into the next team, fucking Everton. <laughs> they got a couple of wins. You know, we were talking about this. They got that win against Palace. They got the draw against Fulham. You're like, okay, they're moving in the right direction. Yeah, Leicester's doing well, but it's at home. They fucking lose to him. And then, I'm sorry, the worst thing you ever want to fucking hear as a player or a supporter is at the end of the match, when a group of supporters, because you've been in their building twice in the same fucking week and lost to them 7-1 to collectively, getting exited out of the League Cup 4-1 to and then 3 nothing here, and you hear, can we play you? Can we play you? Can we play you every week? <laughs> that is not the chant you want to fucking oh, hear. Wait, Sam, wait, wait, uh-huh. hold. On. My head hurts. Can you can you bring it home for us and put it in the back of the net? <laughs> Jesus, fuck me, Christ! All right, so Sorry, I would like to say the following right you off were the bat. Muted. I'll You're... apologize. Sorry, Russ. <laughs> I would like <laughs> to uh, say this right off the bat. Bournemouth was a better side. Bournemouth deserved the win one hundred percent. They were ruthless and they deserve it. James Tarkovsky was on the ground with a head injury as Kiefer Moore jumped over top of him with a head injury to score the goal. And knocking heads himself with Mikalenko. <laughs> who went out with a concussion. But that's okay when he got a head injury later and it meant fuck all. Tweet, stop play, everybody. There's somebody on the ground with a fucking head injury. Craig Craig Pawson had, this match could have gotten much worse in the second half if Everton decided to be cynical as they were losing because in the first half, he had zero control. I would like to then now beckon back to Alon's red card against Newcastle last year. Because every time I see spikes going into an ankle, I keep reminding myself they went to great painstakingly tasks to give Alon a red card in that moment when it was probably an orange, a severe yellow, but they made it a red. And in this game, right fucking spikes up right into the fucking side of the leg. Yeah, that's a yellow. That's a yellow. That's about what it's worth. And Everton does us no favors. Here's a match. Like, like the ref's not going your way. You would think in the second half, you'd come out fired up. Unana, right off the bat, had a run right at goal and put off a shot. And then, no, no, one more shot on goal the rest of the game. Three shots on goal. Like, they're just, 
<clears throat> they seem to be playing in slow motion. And great, the defense is quote-unquote really good, or the keeping is really good. You can't keep this shit up. Now, last week no. I told you, last week I told you there were four or five teams better than us. One of those teams I thought was Bournemouth, and Bournemouth is better than us. So now I still feel confident there are three teams worse than us. I do. And the three teams below us, I think we're better than all of them. But we need to fix this shit in a fucking hurry. Then it's the manager at that point. Need to fix this shit in a fucking hurry. But that's the thing. Then it's the manager at that point. If you you honestly feel like you're better than them, then it's the system, right? But but is it time for us to change a manager? Yeah, you got a month. Yet. You got a month to work with the team before you have to kick off again. And what this bo- is where I worry for Lampard. I worry for this is what Bournemouth's been waiting for. It's why they're giving Gary O'Neill a job. But they've been waiting for this time frame to talk to people. Julian uh, Lopetegui taking over at Wolves starting today, mm-hmm. Monday. But Sam, also in the case of Everton, it's been one week since you looked at me. Exactly, it's been. <laughs> um, but it has now been. Pretty much every seven months, like at some point we got to stick with somebody. At some point we got to figure it the fuck out, and it seems like at moments it works. And I don't think the team isn't playing for Frank. I like. I'm not sure he's the reason. the The reason why they're not performing. I honestly think, really, for Everton, they've got to get an impact player in in. Because you can't keep relying on Damari Gray. You just can't. Or Wobi. Yeah. yeah. Wobi's not doing bad, though. Well, no, I know. What I'm saying is, is they, they don't produce enough end product to be who you rely on. Right. So you need somebody to be that guy. Yeah. But what Martin Odegaard, right, has done was realize the potential that Real Madrid saw when he was 15. You know what I'm saying? He's finally showing that now at 24 or whatever he is. Right. Or 26 or you know however old he is. You need somebody that can come in and be a talisman. So there we go, everybody. Nice, big, fat fucking shot. Normally, you know, it's there just below the uh, seahorse's uh, legs. Right there is where we normally do it. And, <laughs> seahorse uh, doesn't have legs. Well, the seahorse's seahorse tail. tail. And of Do you course, remember that video, Mel? Uh, because I was just in Chicago, I went ahead and brought back some old style. So a uh, little Chicago handshake here. Because a Chicago handshake is exactly what my club fucking deserves. Cheers. Mel, you know what it tastes like? Chicken to China, the Chinese chicken. I was wearing oh. his uh, sweatshirt earlier and mm-hmm. uh, to go put the chickens to bed, and it was his Everton one. And he was like, ooh, I got to get a picture of you in the Everton sweatshirt. And I was like, well, I need to take it off. It smells. And he goes, it's, it's clean. I go, no, baby. It just permanently smells like Malort. <laughs> this season, yeah. This season and last season, for sure. You've drank a lot of Malort the last like, year and a half. I'm and- done taking pictures of him doing Malort. It's every week. Also, uh, we start two, recycling some of those. Two members of our team uh, have not done Malort before when I was out in Chicago. So, of course, I did it with them. Um, the first one was great. Uh, my buddy Mark, who's down in um, Florida, he decided to videotape himself doing it. And... Uh, he does the shot, and unfortunately, you really can't hear the audio, but he's doing the shot looking at the camera, and it's me looking right at him. And he goes grabbing for his uh, um, single malt and soda, right? Scotch and soda, 
westward instead. I'd start, start drinking that, and I'd go, I'm sitting there going, it's not going to help. Yep. It's not going to help. No, it's actually going to make things worse. I can't think and of then, something worse to chase Malort with than scotch and soda. Right. Well, single malt and soda. Doesn't right, matter. Right, right. But and then oh. he puts that down. He doesn't grab a cup. He grabs the carafe of water. And nope. I'm just like, I'm like uh, nope. going to aerate it. I was like, not helping. Not helping. And I was like, you got to fight through that shit. Mm-hmm. Got to accept it. You just got to deal with it. Accept what you're doing right now. Accept it. Right. And then um, my friend uh, Jess, who's. Uh, Boston and Connecticut and up there she had it and she very straight faced about it and she's like okay because she's her and I joke about it all the time we've tried all the shitty liquors because it just it morbid curiosity and she does it and then after a while she's just like my god that tastes like shit (laughs) it's like one of those hot sauce delayed reactions oh that's not so bad Fuck. Well, no, it wasn't even, but he wasn't even like our friends who have had Get me your, a teat. Where they have a shot and they're like, oh, it's not that bad. And you're like, wait. And they're like, oh my God. This <laughs> like, she just like kind of looked at me and she was like, my God, that tastes like shit. I'm like, yeah, it mm-hmm. does, doesn't it? Brilliant. Oh, man. You know what we need to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to, we need to figure out a way to sneak some Alord into Thursday. Yeah, we do. Maybe just have it in the car. Or a flask. What's Thursday? The, um, the World Cup trivia. trivia. Oh, that's right. Maybe just put, bring a bottle and put it in the trunk. Walk people out during intermission. Chippy fucking match oh, yeah. with Villa at uh, Brighton. Now, it's funny. Uh, I, Mel, I just want to tell you the following. Uh-huh. What you saw there at the end uh-huh. that you found uh, entertaining. That's Emery Ball right there at its finest. <laughs> <laughs> the last 20 minutes of that match, that's what Emery does. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed it. Fucking boring. It was not. Yes, it is. The match wasn't oh my boring. Goodness. It was chippy as fuck. It was. I mean, Bright, Brighton were on the front foot early on and stole a goal like that fucking seagull mm-hmm. from, the, <laughs> from the video. That was ridiculous. Uh, and then Villa came roaring back. I mean, it was... Mel, what'd you see? I mean, it was just a I saw good performance. Joy. I saw Mings enjoying his shithousery. I saw Emmy going right up to uh, to stall the game by marching up and uh, getting in players' faces. I saw, I saw them enjoying playing with one another. I saw Danny Ings enjoying his teammates. I saw a Villa team that was having fun. And we're finally playing as a unit and not disjointed. And yeah, they were kicking it back with uh, seven fouls, which... Seven eh, yellow cards. I mean, seven yellow cards. Maybe yeah. that's a lot. Um, yeah, the club should be fined for that. Hey, hey, Mel. I what think was, they get fined at five. What was it you said about the match that was so important in the house that you had, um, specifically that fucked with Brighton? Oh, in my way downtown, walking fast. I'm a seagull. Go fuck yourself. Um, for a little extra luck, because after that first match, I was pouring my coffee, and the first uh, goal happened in eighty seconds. No, she, less than a minute. She, she means amaretto. Yeah, well, yeah. My amaretto with a splash of coffee. <laughs> And I went to the bedroom and I pulled up my mother's Christmas present and I laid it on the couch for some extra luck. Her Crystal Palace jersey. We got her the this nice. year's kit. Awesome. <laughs> so I figured having a Crystal Palace jersey watching the game with me would be a little help. Thus, thus proving 
Brad Parker, Satan. Sure money. You know what I didn't think of, actually, that you said there that what? was pretty good was the enthusiasm with which the team celebrated both of Danny Ng's goals, yeah. right? Did you see the way Miguel Amaron celebrated Joe Willicks after he took it off Miggy's foot? Oh, yeah. I mean, that shows the togetherness of the teams, right? I mean, that that spirit is awesome. That's good for them. When when a team is really sinking, you can tell, and you watch them in the way that they're yeah. playing, and that was definitely the case in, in both in both of those instances. I mean, I, I did feel really bad for Sanchez, though, with getting a hand to the penalty with just being too hard to stop it. He'd already he moved. Yeah, He'd already moved. Tough. Anyway. That's the problem with down the center. Right. Yeah. Anyway, this is the... Um, this is a segment which we make bets to better inform you for your bets. Uh, and because we're really fucking good at it, actually, if you didn't know. Um, so I lost and I'm down $1,400 now going into the World Cup break. But that's all good because my cup of losers, the Dort Spirect sponsored cup of losers, says this. Don't bloody well care because we are top of the league. Say we are top of the league <laughs> at Christmas but a five-point motherfucking cushion. Was it only City that, that fucked your bet? Yeah. No, I don't know. I stopped paying attention and care because the, the bet was lost. It would have been fantastic if it was that the only one that screwed the parlay. Oh, uh, as I feed the I don't think losers, I don't think it was. I think they uh, had another screw-up in there, too. Three fucking times leads. Fuck you. <laughs> oh. It's and still brilliant. Leeds gave it away three times, and I'm now down $668. Big Sam's Lock of the Week. Graham, 15.384615% of the time. It works 100% of the time. There you go. Very good. Now, I think our boy's here. He is. Let's bring him in. And now, it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick of the Week. So quickly before Pat begins, I just uh -huh. want to say that we will not be making our Premier League bets this week, obviously, because the league doesn't return <clears throat> for a good wee while. Um, that will be on the next show prior to uh, mm -hmm. Boxing Day um, for the Premier League action. Uh, but we are doing something really fucking interesting for the World Cup. And uh, Pat basically sent it to us in a fit of losing, and the email was very incoherent and couldn't understand, so he came on to explain it to us. Very Pat, good. what are we doing for the World Cup? We are doing a football pool. We hey. have, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and with, with listeners, too. So, it's, uh, you know, it could get up to a pretty good, pretty good amount. Right now, last look, it was like 16 people. So, at $20 a pop. So, that's, that's pretty good. Very yep, nice. Not too shabby. Yeah, yeah, and so. there's there's one so far that's uh, double entry, you know, which you know more, you know, if if you want to put in an extra twenty or forty dollars for more entries, uh, go for it. Oh, trust me, I'm already second guessing what I put in already, and I definitely want to do a wackadoodle one because I, it, it, and we'll talk about it next week. I need to do one where I don't have France advancing because. The winner of the World He's Cup never advances out of the group stages the next plus year. Plus some of their injuries. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something very... I, I keep looking at it going, uh, Australia? No. They're not going to be the one. And I think it's Morocco in that group, too. I'm like, no. Like, it's... Yeah, we're going to have to Denmark lock down... Denmark win that group. But yeah, Denmark <laughs> could win that group. They could definitely beat France, but... Yeah, I, I'm definitely going to do a second pool. That's going to happen. I think I'm going to put in 20 bucks and have my niece, Abby, the four-year-old, pick the teams for me. Love it. Nice. Get there it. you go. We're going to have to lock down the secondary 
pools though, or okay. do they have to pay twenty more dollars? Oh yeah, no, no, you pay twenty more. Yeah. I didn't know you could put in multiple pools to start with, so that wasn't something that I shared as a rule. Okay, so people are about to be mad at me. All right, well then, uh, Pat, figure out if anybody's done. Whoever's done the double pool, they got. I got to reach it. out to them, and yeah, they either need to delete. It. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Every entry has got to be twenty dollars. If you want to do multiple pools, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't it's, know you could do multiples. My point, so I didn't tell anybody specifically. It's twenty dollars per entry. Right. Yeah. So if somebody has, because I've only collected, I think, 14 people's money, 13 people's money. So if there's 16 entries, that's a fucking problem. Okay. Well, it's also including me and you, and I'm sure you put your money in already, too. Both of us have. So that's probably the one person who put in two did not put in their money in. Correct. Yeah. Fair enough. So I I have forty more dollars to send you currently, and I sent you two twenty that included Sam's and twenty that included mine. So that's 220, 240, that's 280, so that'd be 14 people. And then you have your own 20 responsibilities, so that's 15 people. Yeah, so one. So yep. one yeah. person put in a second entry. Excellent. Also, yeah. All right, also get the every- baseball bat. Let's fucking go get it. <laughs> all right. Well, also, uh, first, um, how are the uh, uh, football red commander skins team doing? Uh, surprisingly, uh I mean, it started off like a typical Monday night fashion where they went three and out. Uh, they roughed the punter on the, and they got the ball back and then immediately fumbled the ball and, and, uh, Philly scored, you know, would had goal line. But then their next drive, they, they took like seven and a half minutes off the clock and went down and scored. Now Philly just scored again to make it 14 seven, but you know, uh, Surprisingly, they're keeping up. It's not like twenty-one and nothing, like normal Monday night football. Yeah. And you're you're saying, already going to bed. Normal, normal Monday football. Monday night football for this team is like we're already down thirty-five nothing at halftime. So very good. All right. <laughs> yeah. The the uh, second thing that I have for you is uh, um, for next week's show. I believe you've already sent us. Uh, we're going to go ahead and bet the World Cup, right, Bud? Yeah, yeah, we're making bets uh, during the World Cup. Hell yeah! Why the hell not? Why, why wouldn't we do that? I love it. I love it. And, so this and, is a great time for a programming note. We yeah. are going to bring you a World Cup show every week. Yep, we're gonna we're gonna uh, hop on and uh, cover the cup. That's it. So next Monday is going to be the kind of preview show. We're going to go through some squads, some notable players. Really, what we're doing is because we are a Premier League specific show, we're going to follow. Premier League based players for the most part. Yep. And then of course there'll be some USA chat. There'll be some England team chat. And then um notable players that like Saido uh Saido Mane, for instance, and a yeah. few others that are recent Premier League departures that yeah. we all still know and love. Yeah. We'll um, keep an eye on especially them as well. Sam. <laughs> so we're gonna do that kind of stuff. Just that's gonna be the focus of those shows. We are going to put Pat, by the way, didn't know if Sam told you or not, a shot of alert on the line for our betting during the World Cup. So that there will be good. just one shot, unlike the main season, which is a four banger um at the end of the season for yep. being so bad. Uh, but during the World Cup, we are going to bet once a week and a shot of alert to the uh, person that finishes the most down. Oh, and uh, okay. Kitty is down for the World Cup, by the way. She's going to definitely bet on it. And the final thought uh, before we let uh, Pat go here is um, if you want to be part of the pool, you need to be part of the Drunker United FC closed group. If Correct. Not, that's I, the only way to it. I did pin the World Cup stuff at the top. So look for the group. It's called Drunker United. And you can get a link off of our Facebook page and in our bio. Except for she got the. Yeah, let's get that money up. 
That's right. It's Christmas. I need to buy some presents for my for my kids. Come on. That's well, arrogant. It's only it's well, he needs to buy presents for his kids because he's only lost all the Christmas present money in his real <laughs> yeah. life. There's nothing sadder than Pat's son opening up a box full of IOUs. Dead, yeah, IOUs <laughs> and uh busted bet slips. Or I was gonna say uh, taxes, the, the, I was going to say the picture of the present that I meant to buy for him, but, you know. <laughs> it, this, I ordered it through Amazon. Damn, Amazon's taking forever. I mean, it, it should have been here already. I'm sorry, Someone son. Someone took it off should the have porch. Been here. It's, it's all crinkled up because he thought it was a bet slip, <laughs> and then he realized it was the picture. Oh, fuck. All right, man. So, yeah, if, uh, again, D, uh, Drunk United FC on Facebook, the closed group, ask to join it, get involved. The uh, once All my Venmo information is on that post. That's the important bit. You got to send me money because I'm not chasing people down. Send me money before I send you the link. Um, yeah, and and we'll remind we people too because once we get out of the group stage, there's a repick <laughs> once the teams that advance. Yep, yep. Too, so and, and also everybody definitely do not send um, Sam uh, requests for uh, twenty dollars for dick pics. Do not. Do not again. I repeat, <laughs> send Sam Graham twenty dollars for picks. <laughs> also, don't have it be for a Z job. Because if you can't afford it, big fella, <laughs> or if you got to ask big fella, you can't afford it. I blew I the set line. You up. Like, I blew uh, the yeah. line. Three strikes, you're done. I am done. Wah, wah, wah. Are we? Uh, is this it anymore? Yeah, for anymore? That's the best. If I get womp womp by Pat, <laughs> yep, that's all. Right. all. Any more for anymore? Oh, I'm good. Hey Pat, uh, Pat. Yeah. Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I didn't even do it because I wasn't paying attention. Pat was already going. Ah, was already, <laughs> already resigned to it. Oh, uh, you know what? Shit, you know that's what's funny. You know what's great about um me being terrible? Hmm. So we have a chicken that's better. Well, uh, Kitty got a second win in a row, and she's back to five hundred and Yay. six and seven and seven. Not gonna be made into fried chicken. Uh, so she's back in the coop and says she's planning on betting the cup. Awesome. Uh, you said that Kitty's in on all of this World Cup stuff. Does that mean she's in for the shots of Malort? Yeah, we already know she's going to do better than us, so it doesn't really matter. Absolutely true. I mean, I just, I don't think Kitty is willing to do that, but you're welcome to ask her. I'm just glad Kitty doesn't have access to cash or else she'd put herself into the World Cup pool and fucking win it. Oh, well, where do you think I got this $20 bill from? Oh, no. Oh, yeah, that's definitely from uh, from the chicken. She'll be making her own bets. Uh, but you know how she'll be making those bets? Hmm. Very legally and very responsibly. <laughs> Championship corner! I've fallen, and I can't get up! Oh, no! Producer thought she was DJ Scribbles, was going to bring it down, <laughs> cut out the music, push it back up, and hit the next sound. She thought she had that shit on lock. Instead, you, everybody just stopped dancing. You, you know, you know, and the beauty is, is she's going to edit, probably edit it out, but we're talking about it, so now everybody knows that she fucked up royally. I can so, edit all this out, too. She could. When I fuck up, she <laughs> follows me right up with a fuck up. I so, love it. Hey, Graham, ready? Yeah. Championship corner! 
are. I've fallen, and I can't get up. Oh, no. I've fallen, and I still fuck up. <laughs> Very well done, Mel. Now that's in the show. All right, so... Can the only one that hasn't fucked up yet go? Sure. <laughs> go Since for this it. This is my segment. Thank you. Sunderland beat Birmingham on Friday. Hold on. I thought this was our show. Why are you calling it my segment? <laughs> Two to one. Uh, segment, not show. I didn't say show. It said segment. Uh, Watford and Bristol City drew nil-nil. Sheffield, Sheffield United one nil over Cardiff. Just fucked up right there. Uh, okay. I'm not a good cold reader, but I didn't say the wrong intro. <laughs> I didn't push the wrong buttons. I didn't do any of that. All right, you cuts. <laughs> Fucking slow your roll. <laughs> Let's give you those opportunities. I'm sure you <laughs> fucked that up. Coventry 2-0 over QPR. Huddersfield and Swansea 2, I'm sure. A very exciting 0-0 draw. Reading 2-1 over Hull. Um, Luton and Rotherham 1-1. Borough over North City 2-1. Millwall 4-2 and a barn burner against Preston. Uh, West Brom 2-0. Uh, loving life after Steve Bruce. Uh, excuse me. And then Burnley 3-0 over Blackburn in a top-of-the-table uh, bout. And I did forget to tell you about Wigan beating out Blackpool 2-1. That leaves your table looking like this. Burnley still on top on 41 points. Uh, Sheffield United on 38. Blackburn Rovers on 36. Watford on 33 and 4th. Nor <coughs> Norwich are on 5th, excuse me, on 32 points. Millwall in sixth on 31. However, they have a game in hand on everyone in front of them, so they could jump to fourth should they win that game in hand. QPR in seventh, Swansea in eighth, Preston North and in ninth, all also on 31 points. However, they've played the maximum 21 games. Luton in tenth. Let's go down to the bottom. <coughs> Excuse me again. Huddersfield dead last. Blackpool in 23rd. Three points clear. Of, uh, of Huddersfield, although Huddersfield do have a game in hand. West Brom out of the relegation zone, but tied in points with Wigan on 23 apiece. Uh, 10 goal difference better, uh, but West Brom do have the game in hand as well. Excellent. Very, very <coughs> good. I had to cover you there, huh? A little cough. That's something look going at, on here at my throat. Look at you. All that. I'm, so, you know what's happening? Is that uh, late September, early October uh, season change? Yeah. I normally get all that drainage and I'd start coughing and doing a bunch of shit for about three weeks. Mm -hmm. Hasn't happened because we just had extended summer. Right. <laughs> until today. Now it's hit you. Yeah. And so now it's all hitting me at once. And I just, I can't get, I just can't clear my sinuses huh? out. I got a ton of pressure in my ears and I'm, my throat's annoyed. I, it's like what we like to call pulling a Houston is what you're doing there. The constant coughing throughout yeah, the show. Yeah, it's just a fucking pain in my ass. <laughs> well, that's going to wrap it up, boys and girls. Mr. Graham, any parting words? Um, well, We already told you what we were doing for the World Cup uh, yeah. because of the, the betting segment there, obviously. So make sure you tune in for that stuff. That'll be a joy. Um, our full uh, World Cup show will be available on Monday morning instead of Tuesday, mm -hmm. uh, which is going to be good. So we'll only miss one game before you get to hear the rest of what we think. Right. Um. Other than that, I think that's it. I, I think we'll, uh, you know, for this this bit of action for the Premier League, obviously we'll have to see after Boxing Day. Uh, but I think it's going to be a fun month, um, and we're going to get some shit off our chest here in a little bit. Excellent, very good. Right? Yes, we are. We're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit of the Prem. Basically, the first fifteen minutes or so, I'd say, oh, of that World oh, Cup oh, preview World show, Cup show will yeah. be what would have been this D back segment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Not wrong. He's he's not wrong. <laughs> if you boys just and girls. want a little preview. Check it out. Uh, a deep dives into the U.S. and England will probably be happening on Patreon. Does that make sense? 
Um, you want to say that? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, throughout throughout the uh, World Cup, we'll do that. And, um, Couple you know, interviews, uh, potentially. Uh, League One still plays, so we'll be checking in on Aki. Of course, we'll still yep. be drinking beers and uh, having fun with that. And we'll probably look in on the uh, pool as well, see what's going oh, yeah, on there. Cool. So. And uh, as always, you can find that at uh, patreon.com backslash do football show. Uh, you get injury time, which is our preview show of the upcoming stuff. Uh, we go over our beers, we go over our adopted clubs, as Sam was just saying. And then you also get sound check, which is our real sound check. Mel checking our levels, us catching up from the week of work and everything else. Uh, and you get to hear kind of general insights about your favorite podcast host that you don't normally get to hear. How very Republican of you to uh, be concerned about when I'm stepping all over your segments, but not give one shit when you're stepping out all over mine. Well, I'm pretty sure you tossed it back to me, Sam, okay? <laughs> you hear what you want to hear. Go on, Alex. Keep being you. Till next week, everybody. You're a man, though. I can't say anything mean about you. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Of the Lord, but straight and short. Sam Graham, hey. Sam Graham. Hit the fucking new button.